This week on The Wise Guys. To be entertaining and has a lot of following because a lot of people involved in the gang life, connected to it, not even related, but who've heard about it and who just found out because it somehow got traction and came across their YouTube all increase the the marketability of it. <laughs> so when the label is like, yo, look, I got some money for you guys, but keep making this music because this is what people like. Mm. The smart ones continue to do that and those become the rappers that get persecuted for not really being about that life. And then others who want to stay true to the culture continue to even perpetrate it or and this is something that I can't say because a lot of these deals that you hear about these rappers getting aren't that good. And so mm -hmm. perhaps they still live in that life until they actually, you know, got a way to make some real money to think. Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? This is Kevin Unglad, and you are now tuning in to the Wise Guys podcast brought to you by Flowered Concrete. Check it out. Oh, what's going on? We're back. We're back. We're back with the Wise Guys Podcast. Season four, as y'all know, is coming to an end. So, you know, I've been lining up the Wise Guys Podcast this entire season with an array of guests, you know, bringing back old guests and as well as, you know, introducing new guests to the platform. And today, ladies and gentlemen, we have a very special guest. We had him on the first season on episode 22, Is It Because I'm Black? And it's been so hard to get him back onto the podcast. But, you know, two years later, we finally, finally, finally got him back on. Man, this guy was just like, was like a, a locked character in like Tekken 4 or something like that. It was just so hard to kind of like, you know, you know, get him out. But I'm glad that we did. I'm glad he's here. So without any further introduction, please welcome back my boy, Dre. Dre, what up? Welcome back onto the Wives, guys, man. Yo, Kev, what's good, bro? Thank you for having me, man. You know the vibes. Likewise, likewise, man. I'm so happy to have you back on, man. Um, yeah, man, it's been... Uh, dang near almost uh, two years since we had you on the show. And, you know, um, again, we're happy to have you back on. Um, so I really wanted to talk to you about something that I thought would be uh, really, really interesting. It's something that I think we both, as brothers, you know, who, you know, grew up in the hood could relate to. Um, so today's episode, Wise Community, uh, is called uh, Product of My Environment. All right. Uh, it's called Product of My Environment. So, Dre, check this out. I wanted to talk to you about something that's been on my mind as of late, um, you know, it's, 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 a, it's definitely a, the, the, the main central focus of my research in terms of what I'm doing um, here in grad school down in Philly. And I kind of wanted to, like, you know, bounce some ideas off of uh, to someone such as yourself who I consider to be a remarkable, you know, scholar as well as, you know, someone who's super intelligent, you know, and very well tapped in and tuned in with, like, what's, you know, happening and as well as well as what has occurred you know to the community over time so what do you think about this topic right so I, again the name of the episode is called product of my environment what do you think about this idea um i came across this uh, somewhere on, on the internet but what do you think about this idea of as people of color um within you know impoverished communities what do you think about this idea of our passions being sold to us and so when I say our passions, I mean, you know, us, you know, wanting to be athletes, right? Um, want, you know, wanting to be, you know, musicians in a sense, stuff like that. What do you think about that? That idea of our passions being sold to us. Is that true? Are passions sold to us when you think of, um, you know, how we grew up in the black community? Or do you think it's just something that we naturally gravitate towards? What are your thoughts? 
good question. And I didn't want to cut you off at no point because you were speaking so eloquently. But thank you for like your compliments and and and, and remarks at the at the beginning of you know your whole little uh, uh, solo just now. But um, I appreciate so, you. Yeah, thank you first of all. But like I think I think it's like it's it's a mixture of. I mean, yeah, marketing is marketing, right? And, like, the only way, I mean, once you, if you could sell somebody a product, then eventually they might aspire to want to duplicate that same level of success, speaking about, you know, like, the idea of wanting to be an athlete, wanting to be a musician, an artist, or something like that. Um, but <clears throat> at the same time, as as a former educator and knowing how to like system operates in a lot of different ways mm -hmm. i understand why other dreams that are sold to us that might be less appealing such as just getting any type of good job like lawyer doctor you know those are like the two cliches you always hear or anything else where you could like make a good living for yourself without having to take this less traditional route entertainer anything like that um and so the same way the idea of education because i mean you see way more commercials for colleges and stuff like that than you see for i mean even though they're like creative schools but you see way more just commercials for regular colleges than you see um i don't know like music videos and all that that's business and stuff so um I think people coming from urban environments that aspire to, to be artists and to be athletes and entertainers and to like, you know, get rich, not having to necessarily work for somebody else or work for the system. I, I actually, I, I admire that, but, um, and I think, yeah, I think it, it is cultural. And it does kind of reflect being a product of your environment, but um, mm -hmm. not necessarily in a bad way. And in at the in the most grassroots sense of it, it's it's us selling selling the image to ourselves. I mean, because but aside from the people controlling the industry, like at you know the powers that be, whoever they are. What it really is is like other successful um, people who look like us showing us a way that we could also see our dreams coming true. And so if that's something that makes other young kids want to do the same thing, then okay, yeah, it's a product of the environment. And the environment now is digital in a lot of ways. So you have people, the the environment is not necessarily the area you grew up in. It's what you're exposed to online through social media, through the different conversations you're hearing from podcasts, you know what I mean, from the group chats that you're in with your friends and whoever else you interact with, you know what I mean, the environment is the airwaves, you know what I'm saying, it's it's everything else. It's not just, you know, the the block you grow up or the main the main areas that you, you know what I mean, go to on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. Right. No, I agree with you. Um First and foremost, I agree with everything you said there. Uh, and, and, and the reason why I wanted to talk to you about this topic, and I've been pressing to, to, to um, have this engaging dialogue with you, you know, over the past couple of months, is because I knew that you would give me 
um, a very humanized and very sensible down to earth, up close and personal understanding of this matter. You understand what I'm saying? Because I think oftentimes we may get too technical or too theoretical with like, oh, well, like the black people or the community and blah, 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 blah. You know what I'm saying? And what gets lost is the humanized emotional aspect of, you know, having lived experiences as to why these things occur to us, right? And the reason why I bring this up to you is because, again, I'm currently, you know, uh, studying a black masculinity and um, uh, the commodities of, 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 or how black people are utilized as commodities in these entertainment industries and one thing i'm hoping to explore is how capitalism and how you know the white power structure in itself um you know utilizes the forms or the mediums of sports um music and stuff like that to kind of regulate us and keep us in our place in a sense and what i mean by that is you know you think about like these basketball team executive like basketball football um athletic programs the executives and let's say like a player wants to now go to um hbcus right and he don't want to go play for duke or, or 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 harvard or or stanford or yukon or any more of these you know pwi institutions and then they're like well who does who does you know what i'm saying who does jayquan or who does who does Thurman think he is, you know what I'm saying, going to a HBCU? Like, he's, like if he's looking for, you know, primetime, you know, visibility, primetime coverage on ESPN, Fox Sports Networks, all these reputable networks, he's going to HBCU. While we have all the money, we have the surplus of cash, we have all these endowments, like, he's never going to make it. Good luck to him, whatever, whatnot. You know what I'm saying? They're getting on Rich Paul. You know what I'm saying? LeBron's agent for, like, you know, you know, having a collective of black players who want to be under his agency because they love the work and the integrity that he's doing, right? So I say all these things because it almost seems as if sometimes uh, capitalism, due to its power, is afforded the luxury of the vehicle to maintain that form of privilege and status quo as like, this is how we want y'all to operate under our time, and you cannot change that within the confines of, of the prism in which we've created and provided for you. I don't know if that was a bit convoluted or if I was like, you know, a little bit too complex with that. If you need me to simplify that, let me know. But I know you, you, you pretty much got what I'm trying to say, though. So, Yeah, just, just remind me what your question was about all that. So my, question, my, so my question is to you. I don't even think I stated the question. I was more so like giving a comment about that. So, so my question to you, brother, is that do you think that through the reinforcing of the media, the stereotypical media images that we see now of like black music or black culture, you know, whether it's through gun violence or whether it's through basketball and things that are constantly being fed to us, do you think that that is just a form of capitalism intentionally making sure that they keep us in bondage and under control in a sense and kind of like limited in terms of what we see and what we can potentially like imagine for ourselves in terms of the future and what we could do? Uh, I mean, yeah, like the the. I mean, certain shit is popular because it's hot. I mean, right? Like even even people who don't live nothing close to the lifestyle of what some of this music is talking about and promoting, we still streaming it, watching it, dancing to it. Now, I mean, probably not publicly. We probably don't got no gang of people that we be hanging with, walking with, doing none of that. But the music is hot. It got a certain energy to it. 
And so, I mean, the culture ultimately drives itself that the industry can't can't really plant but so much shit if niggas ain't really feeling it. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? So, like, culturally, shit is going to pop. I mean, and then the streets, like, you know, the streets, they're, they're their own market, you know what I mean? Because, and in a way, it's sad because so many people are involved in the streets, but at the same time, because of that, it creates a network within itself that generates like a certain level of attention that outsiders then buy into, you know. Mm. What I'm saying? And so, could you expound upon that a little bit? That's really good. I like that. Um, like, 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 take all the all the beef right now in Brooklyn and the Bronx with the New York drill shit, right? Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Frankly, I'm not in the streets like that. Like, you know, I'm. I'm I'm just not like I don't I don't I'm not in the fucking streets, right? right? So I know people who are and I might be around them sometimes and hear them talking about certain shit, but most of the time I'm either in my own world or you know that's like a side convo amidst other shit that's going on. And so when I do get the info or learn about a lot of this street shit that's really going on aside from like the few things I hear talking to people I be around at times or whatever, it's like from, for one, the artists, you start seeing artists pop up on your YouTube. You got YouTube, right? You turn on your YouTube, excuse me, and it suggests some shit for you to watch. So you see it, you watch it, but then it'll be two music videos from the dude, but then 10 other videos explaining all the beef that they be in. And... Mm. From watching those videos, you also learn about the fact that a lot of the dudes they beefing with is now rappers all of a sudden, and then they also got hundreds of thousands and millions of views. And so that's what I mean when I talk about the street shit as pervasive as it is and detrimental, it creates a market within itself where all of the people involved, you know what I mean, generate enough transactions enough market attention so that outsiders then want to buy in like 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 bitcoin and shit during covid you know what i mean like right all the investors got super rich but you know what i mean the people on the inside created enough attention for people on the outside to want to buy in mm. now that's really good it's interesting you say that because um you know i you know i i prior to this year i was working at a detention uh, facility up in Connecticut, you know what I'm saying? Because I've been living out in Connecticut for the past, what, uh, four years up until this year, up until I moved to Philly now. And, you know, uh, you know, we both obviously have an educator's background. You know, I taught, you know, middle school English language arts for about three years. And I remember one thing I noticed when I was transitioning out of teaching, like I noticed it in the classroom in terms of like the music that my kids were listening to. Um, I noticed it like as I was transitioning out of teaching and I was going to work um, within the, uh, the detention facility as a uh, rehabilitative therapist. What I learned was that a lot of these kids, the music they tune into is all about the beast. It's all about, you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? His beef with that person, you know what I'm saying? You know, this beef's uh, retaliation because this person murked their mans and shit like that and whatnot. And I was just like, oh, like, this. there's an extensive history that comes with all of this. You know what I'm saying? And, like, like street shit is, like, street shit, like, all the way 100%. And 
one thing that got to me was that like the kids my like like that you know that that I had in my possession I couldn't tell them yo like go listen to Cole go listen to Kendrick you know what I'm saying Shoot, like even in like this modern day era, go listen to uh, well, he's not YBN anymore, but go listen to Corday. You know what I'm saying? Focus on lyricism. They're not they they're the, my kids are from the streets. They're not focused on lyricism. They're focused on what they've been through, which is gang violence, shootouts, and shit like that, and niggas getting murked and popped. You know what I'm saying? Stolies and 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 shit like that. And I was just like, oh wow, like like I remember the first time I saw a video by like um, NBA YoungBoy, and probably. Um, on top of NBA Youngboy, I don't know. I could name another person right now. Um, shoot, 22 Gs. There's a whole bunch of them. And I was like, oh, my God. I'm like, they're allowing music videos? In the, like, they're allowing guns in the music videos now? Like, like explicitly? And I'm like, oh, wait. Like, these niggas ain't really in the industry. Industry, in a sense. But they kind of, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're, 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 they're social media popular. And I was, and Fulio, all those dudes. And I'm just like, wow, like. This is some vile, cruel, violent shit. And I was just like, okay, this is a reflection of what they see, how they grew up, what they've been through. All my kids have had gun charges and shit like that, you know, stolen cars on, on, their, on, their, on their records. I'm like, wow, this is truly, truly, um, this is truly a reflection of how they live. And then I have to say to myself, like, on top of this being their reality, is, 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 is their reality reinforced by you know what i'm saying the 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 um the music industry in itself i mean i know with the music industry like once apollo g becomes mainstream and he's signed to capital whatever whatnot he can't be as explicit with his music videos in terms of having guns or whatnot but i'm like does the music is this a trickle down effect from the music industry or this is just or is this more so here's the question is this more a trickle down effect from capitalism and and and, and the poverty that it creates or the music industry or is it like a combination of multiple forces that's creating this situation or this pyramid that we find ourselves in. That's something I just wanted to know because it makes me worry about the kids, man. It really does. And it's, it's kind of scary to see how shit is going. So, um, I mean, I, I feel like gang shit started before hip hop was as big as it was. That's a fact. Before, before hip hop was as big as it is, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, I, I I hypothesize, right? I want to choose my words correctly. I hypothesize that it is all, yeah, right. Shavar, my nigga, was good. Yeah, exactly. Like that's that's kind of what I'm trying to articulate. Like, it's 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 it's, it's a lot of shit at play. In the whole, in the whole melting pot of what is drill music and the industry behind it, and one thought I had as you was explaining what you were saying just now, connected to what I said before, is that you know, with the with the gang shit being what it is, and a label like like even with GS9 and Bobby Smurda and them, right? Right. That was gang shit, whatever. Like, a lot of their music was about beef. Like, they was rapping about, like, literally saying, like, a lot of the comedy that came out out that time about rappers telling on themselves was based mm -hmm. off of shit. You know what I'm saying? And the fact that they was literally, like, explaining through lyrics ways that they ran niggas down, shot them, stomped them out, did whatever they did, right? Um, 
and that's just like a recent example, but that shit has honestly always kind of been a part of it. So when a label executive finds out about some shit and it just so also happens to be entertaining and has a lot of following because a lot of people involved in the gang life, connected to it, not even related, but who've heard about it and who just found out because it somehow got traction and came across their YouTube all increase the the marketability of it. <laughs> so when the label is like, yo, look, I got some money for you guys, but keep making this music because this is what people like. Mm. The smart ones continue to do that and those become the rappers that get persecuted for not really being about that life. And then others who want to stay true to the culture continue to even perpetrate it or and this is something that I can't say because a lot of these deals that you hear about these rappers getting aren't that good. And so mm -hmm. perhaps they still live in that life until they actually, you know, got a way to make some real money to change their situation. That makes sense. But at the root of it all, since we're talking about capitalism, perp you know, perpetuating all of it, I think it's complicated because if you would do really live in that life, and whether you hustling, scamming, doing whatever you're doing, risking your safety and your freedom to make money, and you more or less get a legitimate opportunity to make that and more making music, which is something you might be even more passionate about than being a street nigga. You know, no matter who's offering you that money, most of the time it is going to be probably somebody who's white, Jewish, or something not even really connected to the culture. But when mm -hmm. Most of us are working for those people anyway. Mm. For less money, for less money, and a less glamorous lifestyle. Damn. So when you so, when you say that, so who the fuck are we as civilians, as niggas say, to to criticize a gangster nigga for getting taking the opportunity to really live a gangster lifestyle? So when you say that, when you say like us as civilians who are working within these structures too, like who the fuck are we to say? So are like, are you talking about in general, or do you mean like any job specific to like the industry, like a publicist or an A and R, or or you know what I'm saying, or, you know things of that nature? I mean, I mean A and R's, A and R, A and R is one of those gray areas for me because you know some of them just be street dudes who work with the artists on some level and then they get in the industry and that's a way to legitimize what they do for the nigga. Um, right. Managers and all of that. So I don't, I don't know, but, um, like publicists and, and journalists and all that, like, yeah, like they just, though they, they business people that more or less just what phone calls, paperwork, meetings, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? To, to, to make shit go, which is all part of it. But, um, mm -hmm. I mean, like, but nah, like, yeah, like, but nah, if you, if you connect it to the artist and you part of their brand, then no, you know, that's just part of the whole business because not everything about a nigga who might come from a criminal background has to be criminal. No, nah, that's a fact. That's a fact. Um, uh, your boy, thank God I'm young, says culture vultures. <laughs> uh, um, so, shout out, hold on real quick, yo, because a lot of people yeah, yeah, in here have been watching for a minute, but I ain't want to yeah. stop the whole show. No, nah, yeah, shout him out, shout him out, shout him out, go ahead. Yo, shout out everybody who pulled up. My nephew was in here, my nigga GP, 
My nigga certified, my nigga Mark, you already know. Shout out all my guys, Shavar, Shiv, my guys, you already know. Walsh was in here, word. Um, my man Pray from New York was in the building, you already know. Family. That's what's up. <laughs> shout hey, out to them, shout out to them. My fault, thank you for that, bro. Appreciate nah, no, 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 no. See you, Neon, what's good, Neon? Already. What's good, what's good, what's good, Neon? Yo, appreciate all y'all for hopping on and tuning into the conversation. Um, that's love, that's love, for real, for real. And if y'all have any questions or comments, please, please keep them coming. Don't be shy. Just you, whatever y'all got on your minds, just share them with us. Because, you know, Jerry and myself, we're going to share them out and we're going to talk about them. Um, it's interesting you, you bring all that up, Dre. Um, and uh, the reason why I say that is because you're, you're making me realize that I can be judgmental, too, in a sense, right? Like, you know what I'm saying? I grew up a part of the culture outright, me being a black dude. You know what I'm saying? I love hip-hop. Being from Southside, Jamaica, Queens, like, you know what I'm saying? Like aside from being Haitian, right? Like still, I, I still grew up within the culture itself because that, that was all that was around me. But um, now that I'm older, you know what I'm saying? My, my, my parents pushed education, they stress education, you know, like, you know, I, there's a balance with me. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, I can get real hip hop, you know what I'm saying? If, if I need to, and I can be real, you know, whatever you want to call it, whether it's corporate or uh, intellectual in a sense or whatever, whatnot. But, you know, I didn't grow up in the streets, though. The streets was all around me, but I didn't grow up in the streets. Yes, I grew up in a bad neighborhood, but I was fortunate enough to have both of my parents within my life. My father being a drill sergeant and, like, a military-type dude who didn't allow me to do no type of nonsense, whatever, whatnot, right? And, like, you know, so c constantly, time and time again, you know, over my adult years, I'll look at, like, you know, I'll, I'll scroll down social media or look at Google, and I'm like, damn, like, all these niggas stay getting locked up, man. I'm like, yo, like, you either gonna you either gonna rap or you gonna be in the streets. You gotta yo, pick but, one, right? But yo, hold on, on that point, on that point, because I used to think about that shit a lot too, right? But it's like, I, right, if you think about the amount of time it really takes to put in and start getting noticed, right? And think about the system and how that works. These dudes be having cases pending for like years, and so they come out, they get hot. You find out about them. So for a whole summer, they shit is popping. They doing shows, going to all the festivals, wearing a thousand chains, right? Right? They the littest motherfucker out. You know what I mean? That whole time, I mean, they be fighting they shit. And so when when shit hit the fan, it's just like, it, it, it seemed like, the, like they were still fucking up. And in some situations, yeah, these dudes get money and want to use that money to even further the bullshit as opposed to trying to change the situation but in some mm. in a lot of cases these dudes just be starting to get money be making that first initial push you know what i mean really to try to change their image and show that they're a contributing member of society via the amount of money they're making but really mm. because of what they're promoting through their music and because of their violent past or criminal past and the charges that they might have already been facing it's just you know situations where it looks like to to the larger public that they just honestly were still out here wilding after they already had a career that was being, you know, that was going well. No, yeah, and um, I didn't get a chance to finish my thought, but 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 it's cool though. It's all good because that's what I was at. No, you good, you good. No, don't even worry about it, man. I got too much respect for you. Relax. <laughs> but no, but that what I'm saying is what I'm what I was what I was trying to say to you was that was what I started to realize. As you started talking um, a while back, and um, is it is it Shavar? Is that your boy named Shavar? Yeah. Shout out to Shavar because Shavar said it, and then you 
you um you added onto it and cemented it. Shavar was like, there's too many intangibles to really say. And I was just like, wow, I never realized that. Like, that's right in my face. How am I going to call myself a scholar, an intellectual, and a hip-hop head, and me not even realize that there's so many intangibles that does pertain to one being in the street prior and then having all these pending and open cases, you know, prior to the helm of them blowing up and them starting to bubble and get steam and traction in the business. So that when, when they do go away or it comes out in the news and the media, that all was encompassing at one time. You understand what I'm saying? Right. Like, I'm, I'm now realizing that and, and I'm saying that because I got to check myself. Like, if I'm going to be someone who's of the culture and talk for the culture and speak for the culture, especially in the academic space of, of, of academia at Temple University, talking about hip-hop, I got to know what I'm talking about. And I got to know exactly, you know what I'm saying, the schematics that play into the realities that we see. So now I say that to say thank you so much because I really appreciate that. Um, and this last segment of the day that I wanted to talk to you about, and I think it'll be really, really interesting to dive into real quick. I want to talk about BMF real quick. <laughs> I want to talk about... Yeah, I want to talk about BMF the series real quick, right? So, have you watched it at all by any chance? Yo, so I watched. I think did I get through the first episode? I think I might have watched the first episode, if that. Um, yeah, but I I wasn't I wasn't feeling it too much, and um, nah, I haven't I haven't like made it a, a I haven't been intentional about you know picking back up on it. Cool, cool, cool. So let me just say this real quick, right? I've seen the first three episodes. Um, you know, to me, I'm like okay. Another one of these stories, that's fine. But I put it to you this way. I was, uh, when I watched it last week, I think I binge watched the first three episodes, not by choice. My girl wanted to watch it because she's a clinical therapist and she works with the kids that I tell you about inside the detention facilities. So they have to work with, with her through clinical so that way they can, you know, do what's necessary in terms of like their therapy and as well as like their decision making and their and, and, and just like literally just going through their cognitive understanding of what they've done so that way they can like do what's necessary to, to, to uh, go back home and to be discharged, right? And so she was like, no, but I want to watch it because I want to see exactly, like, and try to, and, you know, my girl black, right? But still, though, she didn't grow up like that. So she's like, I, I, I want to know what goes inside the mind of a young kid who wants to be a hustler, drug dealer, or what is illustrious or illuminating about that lifestyle to make me want to go down that path. And I was like, all right, cool, I, I get what you're saying. I'm like, yeah, but I don't want to watch it, though, because, like, I'm just tired of watching these. Like, fifth, you gave us power, cool. Okay, BMF now, cool, but like, y'all niggas ain't got no other shit for us. Like, that's all you got, you know what I'm saying? So that was my perspective of it. But then as I watched it, I was like, okay, I mean, this is something I guess I should be more knowledgeable about too, because again, as a hip hop head and a hip hop scholar, I don't really know much about this territory. Um, so I don't know. I think for me, bro, I, I, I just want to say this to you. I just think that in 2021, it's not 1985, 1994, 1992 anymore. I just want niggas to be able to well, on, showcase what, a variety what, of narratives what was, for us. What, what was that last year you said? 1990, 20? What you said just now? I said 1990, 20? That's not what I meant to say. <laughs> you That's, you not said, I meant to say. <laughs> That's not what I meant to say. I meant to say 1992. <laughs> yo, you a fool, yo. But nah, but that aside, though, but like, that, like, I'm like, yo, niggas ain't got other shit for us. Like, they can't show a, a variety of different narratives pertaining to us as black people other than the hustler and the drug and the street culture. Like, I'm like, that's cool. But, like, I want us to be exposed to something else. And I also want those folks as well to, you know, kind of view us in a different light if possible. I don't know. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? Before you say anything, hold on. Shavar said, being open-minded and accepting others' reality for what it is 
and we can all share to raise awareness. Okay, that makes sense though. Definitely, definitely. Like if that's if that's what a nigga grew up on, and that's just that's 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 his reality. That's his culture. You got to accept it to understand how did he, you know, why is it like this, or how did he get like this? So I I, I get that too. Yeah. Um. I think. I mean, to me, like the the worst part about it all is is the actual like violence and trauma that that really exists underneath it all. Cause right. Even aside from the 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 stuff we do hear about, because it's like connected to like um, popular individuals, right? There's there's uh, so much going on. Um, connected to that that's not even like you know that's connected connected just like other gang shit going on that we don't hear about because it's not connected to hip hop and so um, my fault just looking at it nice from, looking at it from the perspective of someone who who respects someone who can make anything of unfortunate circumstances and at least create a better financial situation because I mean you still got rich people who got people that if they saw them in the streets would kill them. You know what I mean? Lawyers mm. be having people wanting to kill them. Judges be having people wanting to kill them. You know what I'm saying? Doctors might mess up and have people wanting to kill them because yo you fucked up my 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 surgery some shit like you know like it's it's there's there it's so much there's there's so many levels to criminality in this world. That I think just because um, as black people and the culture that we've created for ourselves, right, which is hip hop, has become so um, so popular, but it has become monetized by a different set of people. I think that's what makes it like feel like it's it's ultimately so wrong, but really. Um the the fact I think the world knows and everybody knows that black people as a whole, as a community, as a race, as a population throughout the world are much more than whatever um gangster or drill rappers portray. Now I mean hip hop as a genre is so much more bigger than just that. You know, right now that's just what's popular. But, like, J. Cole and Kendrick are still, like, the biggest artists out right now. You know what I mean? These other guys are really, like, as popular. Um, And you know what's, what's funny? Like, you know, like, how everybody, like, yo, we outside. We outside, right? <laughs> yeah. I think I think another thing that make it, that got that shit hitting right now is because we still on the the verge of, like, you know, the whole COVID shit. So right. some people are like still more or less quarantined and all they got is they live vicariously through this shit because you seeing these kids in large groups, you know what I mean, running around, getting drunk and high, dancing, doing wild shit. And, you know, not come on, man. Like all of these views, mm -hmm. like, yeah, a lot of them is people living it. And it's just like, yo, oh, where are these little niggas doing it? Because they know them, know about them from being affiliated with that lifestyle. But other people are just really entertained seeing them do shit that honestly they know they can't do or want to do during that time. Um, and that's just, you know, it's really just the entertainment. And that's mostly for us. 
You know what I mean? Right. Um, when it gets really big, uh, a lot of times, you know, a, a lot of the money that they get, it's just, it's, 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 it's crazy because it's really just entertainment, man, honestly. And um, I feel like they know, like, at a certain point, if if an artist you know is blessed enough to make it to a certain point, then they usually do find other ways to transform, you know, their hustle through different businesses and different avenues, and even start talking different. Like if you watch Drink Champs now and see a lot of these guys who who go talk to Nori back in the day, a lot of these they was wilding out the same way. Wild we, niggas, we, yeah, you're right. But we but we got social media and shit, so we see everything that's going on. And, you know, what I mean, we don't realize and it might be a little worse in terms of the killing and all of that, you know, because right. social social media, at least made that shit, you know, more pervasive because yeah. it's like everybody want to be seen running down on niggas and spinning blocks. But the same type of shit was happening back in the day, you know, what I'm saying. And these dudes mm -hmm. who survived and made it out. They even like sit on on drink champs together and talk about it. You know, what I mean, but it's just like you right. see shit like that. And it just kind of shows you, like, you know, that's just kind of the way it is. And we need more ownership. But it's happening and it's evolving. And um, mm -hmm. I think with brothers like yourself, even, and with, like, the execs behind shit like Revolt and all of these other um, black entertainment brands or whatever, that's, like, all of these other podcasts from former artists who are really talking, like, talking positive talk with a lot of the people they have on their show. Of course, it's funny times and they joke and talk they dumb shit, but they really reveal a lot of like information about, you know, how to, you know, how to like grow up, change and evolve as you, as you, you know, you go through the industry and go through all of that shit. Oh man. Yo, I, I'm humbled. I appreciate that. that. That means a lot to me. Thank you. Um, I had another, I have one final topic in mind, but it kind of slipped my mind as of right now. Oh yeah. Now I know what I, exactly what I was going to say. Um, this is the last question I have for you. I wanted to talk about, um, because you brought it up in terms of uh, mental vacations, right? And just kind of like just see, using it all as like entertainment in the sense of like, like you said, a lot of niggas is on lockdown because of COVID and quarantine. So, you know, it's just a way for them to kind of escape their reality and whatnot in a sense. Um, so I wanted to bring up hip hop voyeurism. Um, and so when I say voyeurism, you know, I'm, I'm talking about the, 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 the fetishizing or the fantasy of, observing one's reality um, through a lens that is not your own, right? So right now I'm talking about in particular to a lot of white kids, you know what I'm saying, tuning in to the drill music, you know what I'm saying, the gangster music and all the beats and all the killing. And one thing I noticed, um, I think, you know, because I started following the drill movement when I was working at my, at my job over the last year and a half. And one thing I noticed was... Uh, during like during the passing of uh, FBG Duck, remember when FBG Duck passed back in t July twenty twenty? Like yeah. I remember, I went, I, I clicked because like I would because like my job as a rehab therapist was to do like a lot of artistic kids, uh, art, do a lot of artistic things with my kids. So you know, me being a a, a poet and a rapper, um, and a producer now, you know what I'm saying? I would produce like you know what I'm saying albums for them, and I would have them make mixtapes and rap. Um, I would have them do poetry one unit. I'd have them, you know what I'm saying, making podcasts, another unit, anything creative I'd be doing. And another one of my tasks or my jobs at the residential house that they lived in was that I would put music on like these cheap ass little MP3s for them so that way they could go listen to their music at night, whatever, whatnot. 
And one time, I'm scrolling down the comments of one of FBG, um, F, um, FBG Ducks videos, and there's a white kid on there, and he's like, yo, they really got this dude lacking. I can't wait to see who dies next. And I'm just like, oh, my God. I'm like, these kids, like, especially these white kids who live in the burbs, who probably super protected and away from all this shit, they're really looking at this shit like as if it was like some drug mafioso crime drug slumlord movie. I'm like, this is crazy. Yeah. It's, 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 to me, I find it offensive, bro. Like, nah, niggas is really dying off of this shit. And y'all over here consuming all this stuff, man. It ain't, it ain't right. But yeah, see, like, that, that's the internet. And, like, you know, not to say there's not no crazy white person out there who won't run up to, like, a whole angry mob of people protesting and say some shit opposing what they're saying just to provoke them. But not, most of the time on the internet, people just say shit that they wouldn't normally say to somebody directly because what's going to really happen other than a whole bunch of people saying a bunch of negative comments back towards you, which is probably the attention that they're seeking. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and then um, a lot of times, like, I can understand people being facetious about this shit because it is ridiculous the way this shit goes down. It's like, yo, every day, I'm, I'm sure, like, I don't know, bro. Like every every week or something, you finding out about somebody new, like specifically tied to like hip hop and the gang shit that's like dying. Mm -hmm. And at a certain point, it's just like, yo, goddamn, like who is next? You know what I mean? Right. So it, is, it does. It is offensive when like, you know, I guess a person like a white person laughs at like something that we consider like our struggle. You know what I mean? Like particularly like you know, the level of black gang violence that exists. Um, right. But if um, if you just, like, if it was anybody else that said it, because I'm sure if you looked at the comments, there was a black person in there. That could have been a black person with a white picture catfishing this page just to provoke mm -hmm. motherfuckers. Like, you mm -hmm. know, like, that type of shit I try not to read into so much. You know what I mean? Because it's like I think they both do it though. I think both races do it though. If we're being completely honest, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, um, that 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 shit is just a whole a, a whole another conversation. Like if we want to yeah, talk it is. about if we want to talk is. about all of that shit, man. Nah, yeah, 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 man. Man, well, bro, man, yo, real talk, bro. I really, really, really appreciate you because this has been something that's been on my mind for a while. And, you know, I could talk about it with any other person that, I, that, you know, in my network that I thought would be worthy enough of having this conversation. But I wanted to talk to a nigga who, you know what I'm saying, is, co is connected, you know what I'm saying, to his people in the community and also is a, is a brother, you know what I'm saying, who's also, you know, just, just trying his best to better himself and think deeper about the ills of society that plague us as a whole, man. So I say all this to say, bro, I really, really appreciate you. And I know you, you might not think this, bro. But I, I'm sure I've told you this uh, on plenty of occasions. You are one of the most insightful scholars that I know, bro. And you probably don't even consider yourself a scholar, but I see you as a fucking scholar, my G. Real talk. <laughs> yeah, appreciate that, Kev. Uh, thank you, man. No, I'm, I definitely consider myself a scholar, man. I'm, I'm scholar. <laughs> <bro. laughs> <laughs> <But>, uh, <laughs> likewise, bro, like, you already know, man. You're one of the smartest dudes I know. It was a pleasure, you know what I mean, having this conversation with you today at any other time. You want to chop it up on the live or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Just make the time. Sorry that it was so hard for us to coordinate this time, but that shit don't matter, bro. And 
That's keep a fact. up the good work with the keep up the good work with the wise guys and all that. And I hope to see y'all do bigger things, man. Nah, I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you, man. So before I let you go, uh, anything you want to plug in or anything you currently um, got coming out? Because, bro, I've seen you've been working out here, man, from like a lot of, you know, video stills and things like that. I'm like, yo, I don't know what Dre is doing, but he's working, man. He's putting together some flicks. Yeah, I mean, I got a I got a music video out right now, a new one called Collect um, up on, my, okay. up on my YouTube page. I think the link is on my IG bio still. It should be okay. the link up there. Um, I it. got something. I got a lot of things I'm working on. Uh, for next year, you know, what I mean, I'm cooking it up okay. right now. I want to make sure I, I come correct. I'm trying to decide if between now and the end of this year, if I want to put anything else out. But I got a few things in the stash that I'm holding on to, so next year I could drop, I could drop correct because it's gonna be time to collect. But for now, I'm gonna just let that one sit out there and bubble. You know, what I mean, and okay. see who see who catch on until I really start going. I love it. Then I'm gonna gain some real traction and go hard on the ass. I love it, bro. I love it. I love it. I love it. We still got to connect on a personal tip whenever I'm back in New York, you know what I'm saying? Personal face-to-face -face level. But we'll, we'll make that work, you know what I'm saying? Whenever our busy schedules can kind of coincide. Um, but yeah, like I said, uh, Wise Community, you know, uh, Dre is someone who's been a big supporter of the Wise guys for a long, long minute now, you know what I'm saying? Uh, both myself and Mark. Um, and, you know, he's just, again, like I said, like, he's a fellow Brooklyn College alumni. Y'all see the banner right there, and, you know what I'm saying? And just a really, really good dude, solid brother, A1. So with that being said, um, please be sure to follow him um, online. Um, plug in your IG again, if anything. My IG? Yes, sir. Oh, my shit. What is my IG? Half of Bills, man. <laughs> half of Bills, half of Bills. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Underscore, underscore half of Bills, man. I'm going to type it in the comments, man. All right. Underscore half of Bills. Yes, I, please do. I'm going to copy and paste it on the description of the episode when I convert it to an audio formatted podcast. And with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, um, the Wise Guys podcast can be found on a plethora of platforms. All right. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Stitcher, uh, iHeartRadio, uh, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Anchor, you name it. And we're there, the Wise Guys. Dre is the last official Instagram live guest that we have for this season of the wise guys as we do have one more guest left to go But he is the last IG live or um, audio video formatted guest. So I guess we saved the best for last uh, With that being said ladies and gentlemen, you know how to find us. Hey, you know how to reach us <laughs> strong 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 man <laughs> All right, so please be sure to tune in and tap into us with the wise guys You know we're here and this is what we do so as I said at the beginning of the podcast, it's the man, Kevin Unglad, and we have been joined by our very special guest. It's your boy, Hoffa Bills, baby. It's the man, Hoffa Bills, my boy, Dre, all right? And we are the Wise Guys Podcast. As I always say, we'll see you all next week, and if Mark was here, he'd say, stay wise. Stay wise. Yeah, Mark. And cut. I will leave this right here on the audio version, too. My brother, I appreciate you so much, man. Thank you, for real. Peace. Bless, bro. Enjoy the rest of your day. You too, brother. All right, bro.